January 4th. Matthew chapter 4, verses 12 through 25. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. But instead of going to Nazareth, he went to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This fulfilled Isaiah's prophecy. In the land of Zebulun and of Naphtali, beside the sea beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, Turn from your sins and turn to God, because the kingdom of heaven is near. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, fishing with a net, for they were commercial fishermen. Jesus called out to them, Come, be my disciples, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and went with him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. And he called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching everywhere the good news about the kingdom. And he healed people who had every kind of sickness and disease. News about him spread far beyond the borders of Galilee, so that the sick were soon coming to be healed from as far away as Syria. And whatever their illness and pain, or if they were possessed by demons, or were epileptics, or were paralyzed, he healed them all. Large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns, Jerusalem, from all over Judea, and from east of the Jordan River. We do not need ministers who minister simply because they can do nothing else. We do not need ministers who minister simply because they see the need. We do not need ministers who minister simply because they have come to some logical conclusion that this is the place they best fit in the economy of God. We need ministers who are called by God. And therefore, they have no choice. They have no choice but to preach, but to prophesy. We need men who have an oracle. We need men who carry a burden that would break them if it were not for the Spirit of God strengthening them. We need men who are led of the Spirit of God through the Scriptures. Men who are led of the Spirit, not just to be in a certain place or to do a certain thing, but we need men led by the Spirit to correctly discern spiritual realities. Especially in the context here that we have of Ezekiel. What are those realities? The deplorable, horrifying condition of man. 
and the recognition, the solid recognition that there is no hope whatsoever for man in the strength of the arm, but only in the proclamation of the Word of God in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's all that we have. There is an indwelling of the Spirit. There is the regenerating work of the Spirit. But if you are going to stand and preach, there must be an anointing. There must be oil. There must be God giving you what you need to carry this task. We need men anointed of the Holy Spirit. Brothers, the more that we trust in the arm of the flesh with all these strategies and these fads of church growth and everything else that just go past us one, one a day and they last about that long. To shun all of that and say, no, this is a war that cannot be won by any carnal means. This is a giant far too large to be taken down by human ingenuity, the gathering together of organizations, strategies, and plans and programs. No, I'll shun it all and I'll take up my weapons. The proclamation of the word of the living God. Intercessory prayer. And if you would like to add two more, I will give them to you. Sacrificial love and suffering. Those are the weapons of our warfare. Psalm chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. For the choir director, a psalm of David, to be accompanied by stringed instruments. Answer me when I call, O God, who declares me innocent. Take away my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long will you people ruin my reputation? How long will you make these groundless accusations? How long will you pursue lies? You can be sure of this. The Lord has set apart the godly for himself. The Lord will answer when I call to him. Don't sin by letting anger gain control over you. Think about it overnight and remain silent. Offer proper sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many people say, Who will show us better times? Let the smile of your face shine on us, Lord. You have given me greater joy than those who have abundant harvests of grain and wine. I will lie down in peace and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 20 through 23. Wisdom shouts in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls out to the crowds along the main street and to those in front of City Hall. You simpletons, she cries. How long will you go on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools fight the facts? Come here and listen to me. I'll pour out the spirit of wisdom upon you. 
and make you wise.